This podcast is an RPPFM production. The following episode contains some coarse language and descriptions of graphic violence. Listener discretion is advised. I think my fridge is haunted. haunted. I'm Gemma. I'm Esther. Welcome back. Hi if you're guys. a new listener, welcome. Yeah, welcome. And if, if you're, you're an old listener, hi, hello, how are you? Hey. <laughs> Talk about old <laughs> listeners. I'm going to do a quick shout out to um, the the lovely people who have messaged us over the past few weeks mm-hmm. who have who have like up to date with every episode which is such a compliment which is nuts isn't it it's i can't so believe nice. some people are like yeah i've listened to every single one i'm waiting for the new ones and we're like what i know it's amazing i can't believe people would even listen to one i can't even like <laughs> stay on the phone for longer than three minutes and i'm like yeah i'm done okay moxie delight Thank who you. is a beautiful drag king love him mini delight who is a gorgeous drag queen mm-hmm. we've got nick who is a regular at drawing straws burlesque at the butterfly club check out his art he's amazing mm-hmm. and marilyn mocktail new listeners <laughs> thanks guys and of course thanks, cassie guys. who oh cassie she's you're like a our, queen she's a mega fan yeah i <laughs> love cassie so much okay all right, on to the stories. I did get another listener uh, ghost story this week. Yes. But we're saving them all up so we can do one episode of listener, listener ghost stories. Yeah. So if you have a ghost story of your own that you want to send us, get onto our Facebook page. I think my fridge is haunted and just send us a message on there. And yeah, we're just collecting them all up. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't have to be just ghosts. It can be anything with cryptids um yeah, true crime. Just weird stuff. Medical bot shops. Yeah. Know everything. Yeah everything um black-eyed children um kooky crazy scary aliens uh ufos yeah a- aliens well <laughs> is a ufo an alien oh, oh well it is an alien object well well yeah that's true <laughs> Gemma, don't get me. my story today has aliens in it really mm. oh cool we i don't think we've done an alien one yet have we um no we haven't done an alien one that'll be cool it yeah 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 my story is a good one i'm so excited excited. do you have have a fact from the freezer i do have a fact from the freezer all right cool go ahead jupiter's famous red spot has been shrinking over the past few decades shrinking yeah shrinking but it gets weirder the spot on the planet is a giant spinning storm that used to fit about three Earths. Whoa. Now, apparently, only one Earth can fit inside the spot. As the storm is shrinking in width, it's actually growing taller in length, which I think is like, there's something about it that makes me feel like like it's like a, a big pimple. Like, it has like a weird, like, feeling for me. I didn't know that at all. Yeah, so it's, it's going up. Instead of out. Is that normal for a storm, though? Just to kind of change its shape? And it, like, you would think that that would be... Yeah, but like the, the actual... As of 2018, all the scientists that have been trying to study this have no idea why it's growing in height, but shrinking in width. That is really weird. I think it's 
pretty creepy. I, th- I can I picture it, it perfectly in my mind. But if there was a more recent sort of picture of it, it's probably completely different now. Yeah, uh, I I saw a photo today and it was it was just the the actual spot is just a little bit smaller. It's not that noticeable looking at it from like a bird's eye view. But apparently, it's it's literally just really tall now, hmm. which is we- it, it freaks me out. There's something about it that like makes my whole body kind of like. Well, go all gross. It's a long mm. way away, so hopefully we don't have to worry about it too much. I just don't like tall storms. I don't like any. Storms. I like my storm flat. <laughs> I I enjoy storms. It's a bit of drama. Yeah, it is. I always feel sorry for the possums. Oh, I always animals. I'm always like heartbroken for the animals, mm. but I love lightning and thunder. Yeah, it's quite cool. Love it. It's quite cool. Yeah. What's your fat girl? Well, Australia is the only continent that does not have an active volcano. Mm-hmm. Which I kind of thought for a second, hang on a minute, I'm sure it does. And then I kind of thought <laughs> about it and I was like, eh, actually, no. I was about not. to go, um, what about Tasmania? But then I realised that is Australia, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> Sorry, Tazzy. <laughs> yeah. Are we there? <laughs> So I thought that was quite cool because I love volcanoes. I think they're. I was going to do a volcano fact too. Um, I think Mars has like the biggest volcano in our solar system. Sweet, and it is huge. And I was like, oh, looks like a big pimple. Sorry, I'm just seeing like. (laughs) I had a pimple on my neck last night, and I've been. I was scratching it all the way home from the city. You're driving some tea tree oil on that. Oh no, I love pimples. I'm a big fan of. Dr. Pimple Popper. No. I'll watch that. No. No. All day. Oh, my God. No. Give me a blackhead any day. No. no. I, I like to keep my skin ridiculously clean. Oh, I've, my I've skin is clean. Nose strips all the time. My skin is spotless. Like, I'm not bragging. You do have really good I skin. I don't have pores on my face. We were actually looking at my face last night in the mirror because I was at the Butterfly Club and I had all this drag makeup on and mm. I was dripping with sweat. And my friend Alex was like, no pause. You sweat so much. I think that's why. Um, There's no pause. Yeah. Because so I don't have any pores, hmm. but I don't get pimples, but I drip. My face is like, will drip with sweat. It's so embarrassing. Wow. Yes. So just call me wetty spaghetti. That's... How's your net net pimple going now? Oh, I popped it. It was great. At like midnight. I was like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Another inside scoop to my life. IBS. It always comes back to Esther's health. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Yikes. I like that meme that you put up on our Instagram this week with the lady yelling at the serial killers. Oh, I I can't remember what it <laughs> it was like. Oh, um, when you go to hell and you, when you get sent to hell and you're um yelling back at all the serial killers, yeah, about them keeping you up. <laughs> so now I'm those... gonna keep you up all night. <laughs> I would be. I look. I know I'm going to hell, and I, I honestly I can't wait. All the good people are in hell, but I'm going to sit down with so many serial killers and just ask them. Oh, I have so many questions. I just want to hang out with Freddie Mercury, wherever he I'd, is. I want to hang out with Charlie Chaplin, and apparently he's in hell because they mis- mistook him for Hitler. That's ah. the theory. They thought he was Hitler. So, so where's just, Hitler? 
He's in hell too. Oh no, I think he might be in heaven. I don't know. I don't know. Um, speaking about Hitler in heaven, mm-hmm. watch the show The Preacher on Stan. Just okay. Preacher. Yeah, Sorry, yeah, yeah. Preacher. Yep. It is incredible if you want like um, hell, demons, angels, zombies, uh, crazy sex scenes, um, yep. weird uh, – God Does is like a like a – um dominatrix ah. it's the it's the tits cool love it <laughs> okay yeah very right. passionate so um vampires i was gonna say are there vampires yeah there? cool yeah it's the best it's <laughs> so good okay what have you got for us today all right well my story today um i've known about it for years mm-hmm. and turns out i've been pronouncing it wrong this whole time oh should we address my um oh yeah housekeeping situation yes housekeeping so um remember guys we i did the episode the story on susan walters <laughs> for some reason Gemma, for the past few weeks has been calling her carol i don't know why and like no none of us have noticed until I was listening to the podcast and I was like, who's Carol? Exactly, who's I, Carol? And I'm like, oh my God, I'm, ag- I'm agreeing with Gemma. Being like, yeah, Carol was, um, what was her motto? Oh, overweight, but, but not, not over, over life. life. And I'm like, classic Carol. I'm like, no, that's Susan. It's not Carol, it's Susan. Different person. So weird. Susan, 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 Susan. So, I'm really sorry, sorry Susan. Susan. I'm so sorry, but we still think you're awesome. Yep, yep. Shit sandwich all the way. Okay, so guys. Okay. My story. Mm-hmm. Now, let me. This is the first time I've said it out loud because I've written everything. Mm-hmm. It's the Dietlov Pass. Oh, Dietlov the- Pass. Dietlov. Classic. How, okay, how do you say Dietlov? Dietlov. Dietlov. Yes. I've been calling it the um, Dilatov Pass for my whole life. That's okay. D. Dyatlov, right? Dyatlov. We've got to say it cool. with a Russian name. Dyatlov. Like, I'm going to channel D- some Katya. I can't do Russian, Jesus. Dyatlov. Yes, that sounded awesome. I'm a awesome. sideshow uh, f- uh, muscled woman. <laughs> <laughs> Want to see my hammer? <laughs> I, uh, I'm a strong man. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's I what will, I have over there. I will lift paint cans with my boobies. Let me crush your head in my thighs. <laughs> Sorry, Russians. <laughs> <laughs> Some, you know, I had a stranger on a subway once come up to me and say, "You've got a very Russian nose," and I'm like, "Oh." That's, mm. that's I didn't know Russians had, had a nose, a national nose. national noses. <laughs> Apparently, mine's Russian. The rest of me is Italian and German and a bit of Jewish. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Let me get on to it. If you haven't heard this story before, prepare yourself. This story stands as one of the strangest unsolved mysteries of the 20th century. It's creepy. It's kooky. So creepy, kooky. It gives me goosebumps. Mm -hmm. I hope it gives you guys goosebumps. Let's get into it. In 1959, nine hikers were found dead at the Dyatlov. Oh, I'm going to have to do that accent every time. Pass in the Russian mountains of Ural. Don't worry. In my story that I've got, there's a lot of accent happening as well. Sick. Bit of improv doesn't Mm -hmm. hurt anyone. But these hikers didn't die of causes you'd expect would kill people in freezing snow-covered Russian mountains in Mm -hmm. the 50s. This shit is weird. So weird that currently, right now as we speak, 
Russian officials are still trying to investigate the case and trying to solve it. Hmm. Still trying. Are they, though? Well, see, we're going to get into the conspiracy. Let's get there. Yeah, let me just... I'll, I'll tell you what actually happened first. Okay, sure. In the re- winter of 1959, 23-year-old college student and experienced outdoorsman Igor Dylatov... Dylatov? Jesus, Dylatov. There we go. We got there. We got I like there. It. I'm just going to look directly in your eyes every time I say it, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mustered a group of 10 friends to partake in a hiking and skiing expedition through the northern stretch of the Ural Mountains in what was previously the Soviet Union. The group members were pretty serious about their adventure. Alcohol and cigarettes weren't bought along. They knew this wasn't a cruisy holiday. They knew what was in store. The eight men and two women were all experienced in the outdoors, including grade two hiker certification. Jesus Christ. Certification. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's been a long day. 306 kilometer expeditions and grade three status, as well as some members being some of the most qualified in their field at the time in Russia. So these guys. They knew what they were doing. Knew what they were doing. Yeah. They were hugely experienced. They were very serious. They weren't going there to drink and party. They were like, let's go on a serious hike, which I would be like, no, girl. Do we know what the purpose of the hike was or just to say that they had hiked that particular area? I look, I don't know. In every article I read, there wasn't really like the original guy hadn't really given a reason. I th- hikers just love to hike, don't they? Yeah, it's hikers like a thing hike. they have to do. Hikers got to hike. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's one of the, where have you hiked? Here, 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 here. Yeah, yeah it's like the, the ape caves. caves. Let's, let's just go and stand in places we shouldn't be. Yes. Yeah, well, that's... Same thing. Yeah, people, right? Human race. Mm-hmm. Just leave stuff alone. <laughs> okay, the 25th of January, they all began their trek into the snow. Almost immediately, one member of the group called Yuri Yudin felt physically ill and decided to turn around and go home. Thank God he did mm-hmm. because he was the only one who survived. The remaining nine continued on their trek. January 31st, the group reached a valley that would eventually be named the Dyatlov Pass. Here they, stash, they stashed extra food and gear for their return. Okay. The next morning, the group started the journey up the base of the mountain, but a dangerous snowstorm deterred them from their intended route and pushed them towards the slopes of a mountain called Colat Cycle. Cycle like bicycle? Cycle? It's S-Y-A-K-H-L. I'm not even going to try. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrible. Which translated from the indigenous language meaning dead mountain. Uh, uh, this change meant the nine had to choose a new campsite. Instead of finding a more sheltered area to rest, they, de- they decided to camp on the exposed slopes of the mountain. They pitched their tents, which were large and used for sharing, and settled in. The temperatures would soon drop to minus 40 degrees. It's like, do you, do you know if that's Fahrenheit? Or it's, um, it's, it's, like, Celsius, that'd be Celsius, wouldn't Celsius, it? Celsius, yeah. That's crazy cold. Yeah, crazy, you're going to freeze to death type cold. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks to the journals found at the scene written by the members of the group, we know what happened up to this point, but the events that took place over the next two days will remain unknown. The group failed to arrive at the prearranged location at the predetermined time, which sparked search and rescue to start searching for them. 
Three weeks later, on February 26, they finally located the group with evidence of the absolute strangest circumstances. Here is what they found. Mm Mm-hmm. A tent was half submerged in snow, was torn open from the inside with no evidence of anyone around. Belongings and necessities such as shoes were left behind. There was a line of footprints that were left in such a way that they were able to determine that the people who left them walked at a relaxed walking pace. Some of these prints showed some to be wearing only one shoe while others were completely barefoot. I guess it's lucky that there'd be no fresh snowfall right? since that so that they could actually determine yeah. those. It, it almost like froze every the whole scene in... Ah, oh, yeah. Like everything lucky. was still intact. Yeah. Yeah, which is crazy. About 0.53 k's away, there was evidence of a campfire where the bodies of two shoeless and almost naked, naked men were discovered. A few hundred feet from that, between the campfire and Ted, more bodies were found, frozen in positions that suggested they were heading back towards the camp. More bodies were found a few days later, where three were found in a ravine with severe injuries. There's that word again. Ravine. Ravine. Uh, smaller than, bigger than a ditch, smaller than a <laughs> gorge. <laughs> I bet I made some sort of like dirty joke out of the <laughs> uh, I think you were going to but you you uh, held back oh <laughs> I don't know why I do this okay yes the ravine they were found with severe injuries including skull and chest fractures one woman woman was missing her tongue and eyes yet there was no evidence of her struggling two victims had burnt hands random pieces of each other's clothes clothing was worn by the other Ludmila Dubininas. Okay, I'm going to spell it so you guys aren't like, oh my God, Esther's so stupid. D-U-B-I-N-I-N-A-S. So it's like banana. Dubininas. Dubininas. Dubininas, yes. It's kind of cool once you get the hang of it. Yeah, I like it. So Dubininas' foot was wrapped in a piece of Yuri Krivonsky Neko's. Sorry. We can just go by first names. Okay. Yuri's. Ludmir's foot was wrapped in a piece of Yuri's pants and Semyon was discovered wearing Ludmila's coat and hat. That's so random. Yeah. So she wrapped her foot in his pants. Randomly. Yeah. So they were. it's like they had swapped articles of clothing. And done weird things with them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This one was also um, a bit kooky. Clothes were also found to have rips in them to suggest they were removed by force. Mm-hmm. At first, a legal inquest determined the cause of death to be hypothermia. In cases of hy- hypothermia, it isn't uncommon for victims to strip due to difficulties with temperature. In this case, it was explained as being paradoxical undressing, which occur- occurs in around 25% of hypothermia victims. So essentially them sort of getting into a state of mind where they think they're really hot, yeah. even though they're actually freezing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they you just free, freeze to death. And if that happens in approximately 25% of cases and every single person in this group mm. has done it, it would suggest that it's not hypothermia. Well, that's the thing. It's like, sure, you could blame hypothermia for them being half-dressed and sitting around a fire almost naked Mm. because their sense of temperature is whack. Yeah. But it doesn't explain why two of the victims had 
crushed skulls, crushed mm-hmm. ribs, tongues and missing, tongue missing eye eyes missing. missing. Um, ten, uh, it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Like there's a whole heap that you're like, oh, but that totally. It explains some things. Yeah, but then but why is she others. missing her tongue? Yes. You know. Hypothermia. Okay. Well, literally, this is what I just wrote. <laughs> the badly damaged tent was determined to have been torn apart from the inside, leaving all their belongings, including shoes, inside. So, I mean, hypothermia doesn't explain issues like that. Yeah, like why they're trying to get out of yeah. their tent and walking slowly. Like, oh, that's sure, weird. that's the thing. The footprints. They're were literally just like a relaxed stroll. Yeah, because if they no had one been was running, running no, they, they weren't running. They would have like sort of splashed snow everywhere. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't like they were stressed. They just. It was like they, the tent was ripped and they just walked out. That's so weird. It's spooky. Um, one group member only took his camera, leaving everything else in the tent. So he left his shoes. He left. Mm-hmm. He was half dressed, but he thought to take his camera so keep that in your head yes as i continue on finding the bodies that had frozen in poses as if they were heading back to the tent one man had a small crack in his skull but it was determined that he died from freezing and death and not the skull fracture he died from death he died from freezing to death (laughs) i've been up since 5 (laughs) a.m cleaning toilets you have been forgiven (laughs) i will one day die of death as well so it's fine (laughs) (laughs) the victims that were found in the ravine with broken ribs and fractured skulls were compared to have sustained a blow with the same force as a car crash which is crazy hang on they fell in the ravine no they were found in the ravine with broken ribs and fractured skulls and the, um, as if they'd been hit by something going at a massive speed at, yeah the same sort of force uh, car accident victims have but on the outside of their bodies there were no external marks oh it was like they had just been just crushed from the inside almost yeah that's weird yeah yeah and and those sort of injuries could not have been caused by another person so that wipes out any there were lots of theories that the native people of the area had gotten to them um there was theories that there was like a lover's feud but nothing could explain like the force of the crushing that the bodies were left in yeah so that's another weird thing i have literally no really this case is really weird really weird um and they've all run in sort of various directions like real random yeah so no one was in the tent there was people at a campfire there was people walking back to the tent and then there were people in the ravine okay so they haven't run as one group into one they all split off okay yeah they all split off um and like i said there was no soft tissue damage Hmm. which is really weird. weird the woman who had her eyes and tongue removed they could never find those body parts okay yeah they were gone yeah another weird detail was that some of the victims clothing were found to contain high levels of radiation do you know this is all pointing to extraterrestrial right activity all of it right this is what i'm saying exactly totally when you bring aliens in stuff it explains stuff yeah honestly explains stuff i mean i'm kind of um deterring from this from my notes but 
anyone who's familiar with alien abduction cases and, and finding like animal mutilations, yeah, That's the mutilations, what I was the say. eyes, the, the tongues removed. missing, they, exactly. they remove like anuses, they do crazy stuff. Um, it would explain the radiation it would explain the crushing mm-hmm. it would explain them getting out of their tent and just kind of like the in confusion. a daze wandering off yeah. and with a camera mm-hmm. like it makes sense mm-hmm. i think the, so yeah it makes to me it is like the only theory that is like yeah you could account for everything you're right once you bring aliens into totally, it totally man it it's just makes crazy sense. the inquest was closed due to an ab- an absence of a guilty party so they just they couldn't do anything about it at because the, there was no suspect yeah they're like they literally couldn't like take it to court because what what is there to take to court there's they had no idea okay they had no idea okay now let's get to the theories over the past 50 years there have been some ooky spooky theories and don't we all just love conspiracy theories yes. so so let's put on our tinfoil hat oh yes and get into it it is said that orange spheres were said to have been seen in the sky on the night of the incident. Some blame this on R7 intercontinental missile launches and experimental military practice made by the Soviet Union. So, and that, hmm. that kind of like explains for the government closing this off so much. But then again, to me, I don't believe that because I'd imagine the Russian government if it had something to do with their own government, it wouldn't be as famous and as public as it is now. Like, think of, like, top secret mess-ups made by the government. Mm. We wouldn't know about it if the government stuffed up and killed nine hikers. That's true, yeah. They'd, they'd that, hide it better yeah. than what it is now. Because you right. can get details on their body, like the body parts and the skull fractures if it was like to do with the government and they were high covering it we would not be talking about it today we i would think not you're know. right uh because the person that would come out with that would have probably conveniently disappeared by now totally yeah that's mm-hmm. it um some believe the campers drank snow that was contaminated with radiation since the radiation found in their clothes which still doesn't really explain the tongue and the eyes missing no and the it explains skulls. part of it uh exp- explains like maybe the confusion part of yeah, it them reacting um, and yeah yeah um but again the crushed bodies like a human couldn't maybe one of them was force. maybe one well yeah actually i was gonna say maybe one of them was so delusional in their state that they actually took the eyes and the tongue of mm. the girl um, it isn't, yeah. But I mean, again, the the rib cage injuries yeah, are not explained that's whatsoever. It. Yeah, totally. Um, there was a 12 year old eyewitness who attended five of the funerals and stated the bodies had a deep brown tan, hmm. which to me, I think you can get sunburnt from being surrounded by snow. And it yeah. could also be um, frostbite. Yes. But I don't know if that's also a reaction to coming in contact with radioactive it chemicals. could be something to do with coming into contact with whatever radioactive chemicals they came into contact mm. with it could be um it could be a result of decomposition yeah uh it, but they were frozen and they did have to almost be defrosted so i don't know if freezing would keep the uh, it would slow down decomposition i imagine it would 
But by the time the funerals came around. Mm, yeah, that it could have like burnt the skin. We don't know what kind of process the bodies mm. had been put through as far as um, Afterwards. treating the bodies yes. for the funeral. Correct. Um, many believe that there were yetis. There's a huge theory that the yetis did it. <laughs> Come at me, yetis. Yes. <laughs> and they call them snowmen, which I is I think is creepier than the yeti. You mean abominable snowmen? They just call them snowmen, but I'm yeah, now it's awesome. To, yeah. Big snowmen. Yep. Cousins of hairy men. Ooh, I have a relative <laughs> I have a cousin that is hairy. She's a chick though, so I'll stay out of that. <clears throat> um, there was a strong belief that they died during during an avalanche, explaining the crushed bodies, but this was quickly debunked when re examining the footprints leading away from the tent in no hurry. That's right. And if there was an avalanche, there'd be no footprints. There'd be no footprints. Um everything would be covered. Yeah. There'd be complete signs of avalanche plus there was no reports during that time of an avalanche and her eyes and tongue are still missing yeah yeah you know and then then from that because people are there are a heap of people that are convinced that it's an avalanche and then they're like then explain the tongue and the eyes that one you can't guy was like an animal would have taken them and consumed them and it's like why take the tongue and the eyes and not eat the rest of the body like that's bullshit that's no mm, excuse. I think you could probably account for the eyes because a lot of animals like birds go for the eyes, but the tongue I'm not the so tongue. sure about because it would be frozen solid. Yeah, it would be the same as the rest of the flesh and the muscle. If anything, it would be harder to get because, you you know, I, that doesn't – it doesn't account, I don't think. Yeah. Um, some believe it was caused by a catabatic wind – which is that? Which are rare but extremely violent. In a past case of a catabatic wind, eight hikers were killed in Sweden in 1978 in very similar location types. So it's just an extremely forceful and strong freak wind. But that doesn't but really explain. It doesn't really a lot. explain. It still doesn't explain stuff. No. Another theory is infrasound. Okay. It was theorized that a strong wind circling Dead Mountain created something called a Carman Vortex Street, which can then produce infrasound, which can then cause panic attacks in humans. So I have a strong belief in this. And this like, is a natural phenomenon. This is a natural, yeah. Like not this something... isn't man-made. This is created from like the like a vortex, like a like a vortex in nature. Uh, so it's like this high-pitched, nasty, awful noise that I don't know drives it, you a bit could crazy. Be, it could be the high pitch. It could be super low pitch, but it's enough oh, to right, like yep. make people have panic attacks and right. go crazy. Yeah, just lose um, it. Yeah, the mental distress and physical discomfort may have caused the campers to flee without logical thought, half undressed, etc. But it still doesn't really account for the crushed bodies, missing body parts, and radiation. Yeah. So like, it as, definitely accounts for some of it. It does. It does. I think it. I love this. I love learning about high frequency and low frequency sounds that can be used as weapons. Um, it is known that the government does use like infrasound as weapons and controlling mechanisms. I find that so interesting. It's incredible. I want to do a future episode on it. Um, it's used in modern day. It's used in 
local government not local government not like a frankston council but um well like like saying like vaccinate your children or um you know buy this beer it's literally like um i i heard that it it can chip into like particular age groups so i think if like they don't want young people hanging around a certain area they play like extremely high frequencies that only that particular age group can hear there's also there's ones in like shopping centers there's ones um over like they do tester ones over like neighborhoods and some people get nosebleeds they get migraines oh my god they vomit there's a lot of like nausea associated with it so it's almost like an experiment going on like right here in the suburbs totally there's been like cases in america i know in america that and england that people have reported hearing like sounds that sound like hammers like (gasps) oh like the seneca guns yeah and they and they go and no one can work out what it is and it's it's literally the government like putting out infrasounds and you know, some people can't hear it. Some people can hear it to a deafening extent. You we know, have to do an vomit, episode on they, this type of thing. It is nuts. Yep. And there's actual like samples on YouTube of these sounds. If you guys look into it yourselves, it is creepy. It have is you scary. heard the ones? I think they call it something like the angels trumpets or yes. something. <gasps> oh, they are so goosebumps. creepy. They are terrifying. Yeah, really, really Terri- scary. I th- they're either the angels trumpets or God's trumpets or something. Something like that. Look it up on YouTube. I've got goosebumps yep. on my arms right now. It is terrifying. Yes. I don't know if it's a hoax. And there's ones like in the deep, deep abyss of the ocean, ocean. as well. Yeah, there's like, like that, the it's blip. called the, the bloop or something. The bl- bloop, I think. Which I always kind of think bloop. It literally it makes, sounds like that. Um, they def they debunk that they said it was an air bubble, but I don't see. We don't. It know. does sound like an air bubble. It's sped up, you can't really hear it. But if you if you slow it down, it's, it's still like, a weird noise. It's weird and it's deep and it's scary. Yes. And there's also, um, I think it was in Russia they were drilling a hole and they called it. I think it was like Hell's Screams or something. I what look is that? A, they were drilling some hole in Russia and there's actual footage and it just sounds like thousands of people screaming. Like oh my God. Scream. It's, I have to look into actual, this. It's on the last podcast to the left. Yes. There's an early episode where they, I, I'm pretty sure the title of that episode is um, Unexplained Sounds or Weird Sounds. I'm writing this And it down. is literally about everything we've just spoken about. It is... Okay. And they have the they have all the sounds of what we've just spoken about. They have the screaming one, which actually like made me feel ill I listening have to, to. Hear it. That. It is screaming. I have to hear it. it is crazy. Mm-hmm. They have the the bloop. They have um, the we, we, stuff from space. Whatever it's called. Yeah, they have sounds from space that they can't explain. They yep, have, like signals. Yeah, it is crazy. Guys, get onto it. This is like a whole. So it could have something completely to, to do with the Outlaw Pass. Yeah. But but it doesn't account for... We can't for... prove anything. Exactly. And guys, the last... Well, there's plenty of theories, but I think this theory is the most important. But mm-hmm. um, we can't forget aliens, which account for For me, it, always, it, it goes back to aliens. Like for, for me... Okay, what have we got? Orange lights in the sky that the locals saw. Yeah. We've got radiation, evidence of radiation. Mm -hmm. We've got surgical removal of body parts. We've got confusion. Yep. Uh, Um, We've got burnt hands. We've got orange skin. We've got 
crushing and and fractured skulls and ro- broken ribs with no soft tissue damage yep. and and no one looked like they were struggling that's what i was gonna say like the calm footprints come they walk calmly out of the as tent. if they were being controlled or yeah or if you know um one guy walked out just with his camera and he didn't put shoes on like i'm sorry if i saw an alien i'd probably do the same thing i wouldn't worry about putting my socks and my shoes on i'd get my eye for it like, uh, like i'm i'm yeah getting this experience yeah i don't care what um i'm seeing the aliens. yeah so it does explain for pretty much every single weird point yeah um you know they potentially the ripping of the tent from the inside probably might be the only thing that's like yeah why the hell did that happen yeah and these are thick tents like like canvas big tents. canvas yeah like, made for the yeah like the um, i don't know if you guys are horsey people out there but like winter horse rug type material yes. you mm-hmm. can't just rip through it yeah those yeah. things are tough yeah they're tough so, yeah um, i love it i love this whole thing did you in your research find out if any of their um uh uh, what do you call it like reproductive organs had been taken out they i thought so i thought because there's a lot of you know obviously like the because aliens love their research and they take they they steal anuses they steal anuses (laughs) it's legit like uh you know um I th- I was wanting to see if they found any physical stamps and stuff. You know how aliens leave like the yes. little triangles and the three dots. Yeah, and the- I was going to say the three dots. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, come on, is there anything on their thighs? Is there anything, you know, on their genitals? But they didn't mention that. Yeah. Um, I would also like to know if they had any kind of tracking device. Yeah, like if they them. had implants. Implants, you know, little tiny, what do you call the little micro chips, disc, chips and <laughs> floppy disk. <laughs> <laughs> USB, USB in their, in their ear. belly button. <laughs> <laughs> Buy out future merch. <laughs> yeah. Ear USB. Belly button bling. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, no, it's so sick. I love it. But we this also case. have to keep in mind that sometimes, you know, with cases like this, maybe we're not getting the whole story. Exactly. So there could be exactly. elements like they that. We just don't know about. found an alien sitting in the snow. Like, we don't know. That's but um, true. look up the photos. It's it's very, the area they camped, it was, it's like you'd imagine, just big. Desolate. Desolate freezing freaking snowy mountains with huge there was huge pine trees which i think is very alieny like they point up they point (laughs) to the skies the moral of the story watch the they're literally saying oh look up (laughs) i'm a big christmas tree and in the end of the day christmas is literally just about an alien that is breaking into your house to deposit yeah, things well, that's true. which that's is true. what aliens do tracking devices furbies yeah. furbies well thanks guys that was awesome <laughs> thank you so much that was rad yeah i'm sweating and 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 you say that they're they're still they've, they're, reopened, they've reopened, the reopened it yeah they've reopened it when you say they are we talking about tinfoil hat people or are we talking about oh, tinfoil hat people like ourselves it's constantly open but no as in um investigators like official trained people uh get known okay they've reopened it cool because the families are still like 
what's happened yeah heartbroken yeah all the only thing they keep pointing to is an avalanche which i think is bullshit i think no there's no evidence they would be pushed off the table yeah they'd be covered that the bodies would be covered the tent would be covered you know what let's fly to russia and let's meet up with katya yes and go get some shlavoskis i don't what's that i don't know it just sounds very russian did you make that up yes i did do you mean Swarovskis? A little bit and a little bit of an alcoholic beverage that I'm Swarovski just making Swarovski and a <laughs> We'll just go to Russia and we'll um, wear some fur hats. Fake fur. Thank you very much. I have a fake fur hat already. I'm set. I'm Girl, ready. let's do this. <laughs> let's go to Russia. Have a beautiful, fabulous red and w- yellow themed outfits. Red and yellow. Yeah. Okay. That's a flag, isn't it? Is it? <laughs> yes. our producer is nodding yes oh yes thank i'm you, correct Chris. thank you high school education Not. okay thank you guys for my presentation today um it's your turn now Gemma. thank you so Beat much that. <laughs> challenge accepted <laughs> Okay, and we're back. Hello. So, are you ready? Uh, yes, I are am. Are you ready? I Let me just born readjust ready. my microphone so I can read properly. <laughs> Let me tell you about... And this one's not on my list, so you don't know about oh. this at all. I just... It popped into my head. I'm excited. Let me talk to you about stigmata. Ooh! Thank you. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I'm excited. I'm all down for this. Yay. Yes. 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 So there were actually, there was a lot on this. um, And there were a lot of different cases of stigmata. But so I just, um, I I just concentrated on one case. Um, But this, I could easily come back to this like every season and have a new case. Yes. Uh, there was there was a, a lot. I'm so excited. Okay, so the stigmata are defined as being the mysterious and miraculous appearance of wounds on the body resembling those suffered by Christ during the Passion. Mm. The source of these wounds are unaccountable and appear on the head, wrists, feet, and ribs of the sufferer. Often these wounds are accompanied by religious visions. Yeah. And I got that from weekinweird.com. Oh, good source. So, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of the rest of this story I got from a website called mysticofthechurch.com, which was like super comprehensive. Okay. But you know it's true, right, guys? Wink, wink. Oh, yeah, sure. (laughs) It came from the internet. It came from religious (laughs) people who are comprehensive. But I I cross-checked it with a few other websites as well. And there are different... (laughs) There are little parts of the story that are a little bit different here than there. But Yeah, I mean, you can point that to every topic. Yeah, generally. They sound pretty legit. Yeah. Cool. I'm excited. Let's get this. Okay. So let me tell you the story of Therese Newman. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, she was born in April 1898 in Bavaria, Germany, to quite a poor family. 
She was the eldest of 10 children and hoped to become a missionary nun in Africa. Wow. I love people preaching their religion on societies that already have one. Yeah. That's a a good person. Yeah. (laughs) However, when her dad went away to fight in World War One, she was forced to stay home to look after the children until the end of the war. Um, so one thing I should mention is that her nickname is Rezel, R-E-S-L. Rezel, Rezel? I guess that's your only option. Therese, Rezel. 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 Unless it's kind of pimping like a Rizzle, like a bit Snoopy, Snoopy dog. Double, it just sounds double like Rizzle, doesn't it? Rissol. <laughs> is that like a sausage? Is that like a... Uh, yeah. It's... it's uh, is that like a little... Um, it's a little bit more like... Party pie type thing? A, a sausage roll, but it's sausage like roll. instead of being covered in pastry, it's covered in like breadcrumbs. Oh, very German. A little bit. Yeah, well, Maybe even Bavarian. Ooh. Okay, so sometimes I'm going to re- refer to her as Rissol. Just call her Rissol. Because I'm not going to call her Rissol. Yeah, her ghost might come back. (laughs) We might summon a (laughs) Rissol. Too bad I'm vegetarian. (laughs) Just because there's two people in this story called Therese. Okay. So sometimes it can be a little bit confusing. Yes. Okay, so she wants to work in Africa. However, her ambitions of working in Africa were smashed when she was injured. Uh, Her uncle's barn caught fire and while in there she was helping to um, distribute buckets of water Mm -hmm. and they were distributing them, I suppose, to like the mezzanine part of the barn and she stood on a stool to give the bucket to somebody and she fell off. Mm. So she was partially paralysed from this. Yikes. Uh, a further fall caused her to lose her eyesight. Jesus. Wait, a further... F- she fell again? Well, some, well, people, like, you know, sometimes, like... Oh, right, because she was... Um, I mean, she's already got off. this paralysis. Yeah, okay. I so, thought she got back up on the stool and fell a second time. Oh, no, 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 Girl. no. This is later down the track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what an idiot. <laughs> Continue. (laughs) Um, So she was confined to her bed and suffered from really severe bed sores, sometimes exposing her bones. That is so vision. uh, She's just she's going through a really tough time. Mm. And yeah. Couldn't they just flip her? Well, I think the thing with bed sores is you do move them, like, but because they're they're. They're confined to bed. Mm. They, they're going to get Put these some bed baby swords. powder on them. Mm, they're Put pretty, some breadcrumbs. They were very poor. <laughs> I don't know. Put some risole in the risole. Make her a risole. Okay, continue. Giant risole that she can yeah. sleep in. Mm. You're halfway there. <laughs> um, in April of 1923, Therese took part in praying novenas. Ooh which is a devotional prayer that extends for nine days. Okay. On the 29th of April, a nun named Therese of Lysias. Well, she's a, she was a nun. She's actually now a saint. Yeah. So Therese of Lysias, who died in 1897, was beatified in Rome. So that's kind of like a preliminary mm. thing that happens before someone is canonized. Yeah. So they've recognized that she's sort of entered heaven. 
So Therese, Therese one, Liesl. Rissol. 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 She claims that after she's prayed for nine days, Therese of Lysias appears to her and she um, has her sight restored. Okay. So this is miracle number one I've put in in brackets. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Air quotes. Yeah. So Therese of Lisieux, Lisieux, Lisieux. Would you be Gemma of Cranburn? Uh, Close. What's the other C word? Karen. It's... It's it's not romantic. Don't worry, I'm Esther from Dramana. Esther of Dramana. Of Dramana. <laughs> or as I have heard someone from Melbourne pronounce it, Dramana. Oh, Dramana. <laughs> I like Dramana. Uh, Dramana sounds more kind of historical. It sounds like a, uh, I'm going to say a wart again, because that's sa- what I go to for everything that sounds different. Oh, it like, Dramana. Like, it sounds like a cyst that you have to drain. I think it more sounds like something quite... Um, uh, no, no, no. I think like, you know, you could say, oh, that's quite Dramanian in nature. Oh, yes. Um, I've got a terrible belt of the Dramanians. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So she's had her eyesight restor- restored by Therese of Lysias. Okay. Uh Therese of Lysias was sainted two years later in 1925. So our friend Miss Newman, see how there's these two Thereses. So Russell Mm -hmm. told people that St. Therese had spoken to her while she was lying in her bed. St. Therese asked if Therese wanted to be healed. She replied, yes. To which St. Therese replied that she could now stand However, she would still endure suffering. Mm. Later in 1925, Therese came down with appendicitis. Wait, had she been, was she standing by this point? Oh, yes, she stood. Okay, right. (laughs) So um, we're going forward um, like a few months now. She comes down with appendicitis. Her doctor's like, you got to go to hospital, mate. Um, according to Therese, before the surgery, she began convulsing violently. Ooh. Staring at the ceiling, she said, yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and asked her family to take her to the church, not the take hospital. Take me to the church, She bitch. wanted to pray. After she went to church and prayed, she told her family, I have been healed. Oh, God. It's just, just, this just takes me back to my high school education. A lot of miracles happening. No, a lot of just <laughs> religious. Right. Yeah. <laughs> now, some people claim Therese Newman to be a complete fraud. Mm-hmm. I a- agree. According to American paranormal skeptic. Um, Esther Yan. <laughs> Esther which is good because apparently I've forgotten to write down this guy's name. Oh, sick. Just fill me in. Who actually, he wasn't alive in 1925. Neither me were neither, you. Me neither. So it makes sense. <laughs> apparently her pupils had responded while she was, quotation marks, blind. The same oh, as a normal oh, person's would. Oh, Although she, she claims to be blind. 
Right. Anyway, in March of 1926, during Lent, Therese began to understand what was meant when St. Therese of Lisieux said she would be well, but that she would still suffer. Mm. During a bout of the flu, or a bout of the the Germanian, (laughs) Germana. It all links in. (laughs) Yeah. She said she had several visions of Jesus with three of his apostles at Mount Olivet near Jerusalem in the Garden of Gethsemane. Manny, Gethsemane. Gethsemane. Sounds great. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a beautiful place. Uh, They all appeared to be exhausted, sitting and leaning on rocks. Therese felt pain in her side, so massive that she thought she was about to die. When she woke up, she saw that her nightgown was covered in blood coming from a wound above her heart. She tried to keep it secret, telling only her sister until her mother saw it. Even though the wound started bleeding again after each vision, Therese brushed off her mother's concerns, saying it just appeared. On the 26th of March, Therese again saw Jesus, this time carrying his cross. This time, not only did her wound start bleeding again, but a new wound appeared on the back of her left hand. Mm. She could no longer keep the wound secret as she was constantly trying to make them stop bleeding. Her family found bloodstained cloths under her mattress that she'd been hiding as well. Gross, that would stank. Yeah, probably would actually. Mm. Do you find that kind of thing at work? Oh, honey... Yes. Stigmata cloth. Yes. The old, ye old ancient stigmata cloths. (laughs) Yeah. On Holy Thursday, Therese had a vision of the entire crucifixion, Mm. which went on until Good Friday afternoon. So she would go into these kind of trances um, and no one could wake her up and she was just in a complete other place. Her wounds now spread to both hands and feet and blood dripped from her eyes. The wounds on her hands and feet now also went through completely. So when they first appeared, they were just on the surface of one side, but now they went through the whole hand slash foot. At least you could like hang lots of coat hangers off your hands. Or like (laughs) loop like... Um, (laughs) Shoe horns. If you were helping, like at the farm, you could like stick a piece of wood through it, and you could hold one bucket on one side of your hand and another bucket on the other side, and you could walk down like this. Yes, (laughs) yes. (laughs) Okay, so on crucifixion, she saw the crucifixion. The wounds on her hands and feet now also went through her completely. The family's priest gave her the last rites because they thought that she was dying. But at 3 p.m. on Good Friday, Teresa's struggle ended with her falling back on the pillows with no strength left at all. She's very dramatic, this one. Yes. Oh, yes. Now, actually, let me show you a photo of this chick. Yes, please. Can I, I? Okay, I bet she's like skinny with like um really straight hair with like mousy bangs and um she has like a rat face mm. she, her face is like in a constant smirk oh it is actually get. oh it is in a smirk isn't get it out 
she is horrendous. She looks like someone from kind of like a, a silent She looks film. like um, the bold guy from Adam's family. <gasps> Fester. Yes, Uncle Fester a little bit. Yeah, but with... Um, I say identical. With a those, those black eyes. Mm. She's smug. I don't like her. Now no, let me... Look at her smug face. Now, let me show you a picture of later after she's received these wounds the and she's she's in bed she's bedridden you are gonna flip oh. De flipper. oh this is so oh i, I kind of love it it's nuts isn't but it she looks stinky can you that is explain so, what you're saying okay for those who obviously can't see through my eyes there's a a little chunky lady a lot older sitting in a white bed she's with okay she's wearing white nun outfit which i think is very dramatic yeah it is because she's bleeding there's blood everywhere um and if she was trying to be subtle she's not being subtle at all because she's decided to all her linen is white her outfit is white but i suppose you know this is 1920s 30 bavaria Mm. everyone's religious Small village. Yeah, I just think she's she's got um. It's not like you can just go I down think to she, Adairs I think it's and get lepers. Le- what leprosy? You think it's leprosy? Yeah, man, her skin is falling off her. Okay, so she there is dried blood and recent blood all over her back. Mm-hmm. That her pillow stained with blood. Yep. She has holes in her hands. Yes, they you can see they go through. Um, her eyes aren't just like leaking tears. They are like full gushing. on gushing blood her wrists are covered in blood it just looks smelly there's blood on her head but there's... at the same time she looks like quite calm but like she... she doesn't look like she's freaking out it looks like she's miming like she's driving a imaginary car i think it's like yeah, i think she's got of. a skin disease okay look i would love to say this is some spooky i just don't trust you I don't, don't trust Rosal. I think she's a dramatic bitch. I'm okay. sorry. I'm just going to show, show Chris as Show well. Chris. She just she's- looks like a tampon <laughs> human. <laughs> Poor Chris. Every time we show her these sorry. pictures, she's like, she's clutches like, her pearls. I quit for the fifth time. <laughs> you guys don't even pay me. I know. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I'm going to clown college. <laughs> <laughs> so okay what what's what do you i know i'm sorry i'm so critical that's okay um you were critical about jack dark and you i am (laughs) critical about jack dark and i'm critical about rissol okay cool i apologize that's okay no that's okay the photo was pretty cool i was critical about dear david oh yeah so am i um (laughs) i'm really everything yeah (laughs) Most topics I've covered, I'm like, mm, Esther, yeah. have, you, have you hit it on the head? And this, I don't know. Um, but what do you think about Rissol? Um, there are some points that I kind of think, yeah, like apparently no one ever saw her eyes bleeding, Actually like blood coming seeping, out of yeah. her eyes. Apparently, like they'd come into a room and there was just blood all over okay. her face. Uh, I don't know. I like to think that, it's that there are people out there that are so devout that that their body starts to that they that they have it's not it's kind of almost like the, the opposite of a miracle really i mean they're going through they're being tortured but i like to think that there are people out there that are, that just have such strong faith that their bodies the chemical like the body starts to react that it starts actually playing out what they're believing 
Yeah, um, but I, I would like to think that it's real. I, I would like to think that. Yeah, I hope it's yeah. real. I, I but I think definitely there could definitely people be people out there that would fraudulently totally act this out. I think Absolutely. there's a lot of people who would do this. But this this chick, I don't know. Mm. We'll put the photos up. They they are very interesting. The yeah. before and after pics are definitely a transformation Tuesday that yes. went very wrong. Yes, before and after, no contour. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so the family's priest gave her the last rites. She fell back on her pillows. No strength left at all. Very dramatic. Mm-hmm. Her family washed her and the priest took into account the wounds and the fresh blood coming from them. At the day of Holy Week, uh, sorry, at the end of Holy Week, she said she saw Christ risen, dressed in white. From this time, she would have weekly visions lasting an entire night and day. Okay, interesting. On November 5th, she received two more wounds. Punctures from the crown of thorns appeared on her head, as well as whiplash marks on her shoulders and back. She started wearing a head cloth to prevent the blood from running down her face. Uh, which she's already got blood Stink. running down her face anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, these wounds never healed and were still visible at the time of her death. She had received received each wound of the stigmata. Mm. Some sufferers of the stigmata only receive one or two. Mm. So they'll have, you know, that the hand. Mostly, I think people will tend to have like the hands. Um, On 30th of September, on the anniversary of her death, St. Teresa of Lisieux once again appeared to wrestle. She told her that she would now begin to live entirely entirely off the Eucharist as she would no longer have need for earthly food. The Eucharist, what's that? Is that the Bible? uh, No. So, you know, when um, Catholics go to church and they say they have Have the the wafer. Yeah. Yeah. And they, that's the body of Christ. And then they have a little sip of wine and that's the blood of Christ. So she's eating bread and drinking wine. Oh, tiny little bits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. That's my diet too. (laughs) Bread and alcohol. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, She allegedly lived only on the daily Eucharist from 1962. Jesus. So. Oh, her bowels would be screwed. Yeah. They actually kind of on Disgusting. when when they and when they examined her like years later, they said that her um, intestines had actually like shriveled up. Oh, that's actually disgusting. Bread and wine. Her teeth would be not ruined. The Bishop of Regensburg requested a period of medical observation to see if this was indeed the case. Four nurses observed her for 15 days, not leaving her alone for a moment. They even bathed her with a damp cloth instead of a sponge to make sure that she drank Mm. no water. They measured the water before and after the bath to make sure that she hadn't drunk any of it. Uh, They analyzed all bodily secretions. And although she did lose five to six pounds during her visions, she would regain the weight soon after. Okay. So her body weight is just fluctuating like constantly. Uh, A professor Ewald, a skeptic, noted that 
through exhalation, exhalation, exhalation mm-hmm. alone, a person should lose 400 grams of water per day, which is pretty crazy, isn't it? That's a fact from the freezer right there. There you go. Triple dipple. Thanks, Professor. Thanks, skeptic. And she should have been, quote, dried up like a mummy. That's gross. But she is fresh looking and lively. I wouldn't say she's fresh looking in that photo. <laughs> True. <laughs> Her family doctor, Dr. Seidel, testified under oath in a Munich court that she had definitely taken no nourishment, not even a bit of water. Russell developed unexplained knowledge after receiving the stigmata. She could recognize priests even if they weren't dressed in formal attire. Mm. <laughs> I just imagined <laughs> what a preach. A preach, a priest down the beach wearing like a Hawaiian shirt and her just being like, David, I see you. You're meant to be back at the church. She knows. She claimed that she could recognize their, quote, consecrated hands. Once she met a man. Consecrated hands. Yeah. So she could tell if they were holy men. Mm, Just by looking at their hands. I would not want to look at a priest's hands. Mm. (laughs) Bring a sanitary wine. (laughs) Once she met a man dressed in bishop's clothing, but noticed his hands were not consecrated. She called him an imposter and told him to get out. Oh, this woman. It turned out the man was actually a con man trying to swindle money from the church. Ay, yes. Um, Karma. Yep. Because the church take a lot of money from us (laughs) it's a shame she could also tell if artifacts had been used by holy people or connected with holy people or saints Uh, on some occasions she took upon herself the illnesses of others such as the throat disease of a man studying to be a priest on the day he presented his first mass, the disease disappeared and she had carried this disease for some years. Mm. Um, but when he actually became a priest, it went away. She was also known to use different languages during her visions, such as Hebrew, Greek, Aramaic and Portuguese, okay. according to the language spoken by the saint appearing to her, such as the French dialect of Saint Bernadette of Lourdes. In the late 1950s, she began having mild heart attacks. When she finally died on 18th of September 1962, none of her family actually believed she was dead because she would die during her visions so often. Oh, she's so dramatic. And then come back. Oh. So they were like, nah, just give it a minute. Just put her in a bath and see if there's bubbles and then <laughs> yeah. you're good. Yeah, she'll be right. Um, she had often been pronounced dead by doctors. Uh, at the time of her actual death, after a number of hours had passed, three doctors were called in and all of them finally pronounced her dead. The doctors observed her body for five days before her coffin was finally closed. It was reported that her body showed no signs of decomposition, even though it was very warm the week of her death. Mm. And this is another term that I found out about called incorruptibility. Okay. It's a Roman Catholic belief that divine intervention allows some human bodies to avoid the normal process of decomposition after death as a sign of their holiness. Mm-hmm. 
The process of her beatification and canonization began in 2005 in Germany, and she is currently considered a servant of God by the Catholic Church. And that is the story of Therese Newman, Russell. Russell. That was very interesting. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, good job. And that was You're just tough to research that. I would have slammed my laptop into a wall. There was a lot of stuff to go through. And yeah. I, at first I was going to do three separate, uh, you know, instances Account, yeah. of stigmata, but I found that her story it's was pretty famous. There was a, quite a lot going on there. And yeah. there was actually loads more about her but i sort of condensed it down but there's yeah there's quite a few um going back to the 13th century Mm. accounts of the stigmata it's really interesting yeah yeah Yeah. but yeah i not something you would like to witness oh i'd love to no i would love (laughs) i would love to witness i would as long as they were bathed and redressed regularly no i will i would go and poke my fingers in the holes oh my god to try to find a reason behind it like (laughs) i'm i'm could you not use something more surgical than your finger no because if she's a holy person (laughs) i get it holy person no holy people if she was protected by jesus and blah 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 and she was experiencing all this stuff i Mm. would go and challenge her i'd be like all right all right, Rissol, stand up, mm-hmm. you know, um, wipe your eyes. I want to see them bleed. Yeah. I don't care how old she is. I don't care w- what I would get, get, I would totally do what those nurses did and bathe her and be like, all right. And observe her. Yeah. And- I, I would be critical straight away. Wow. Yeah. I would love, I would friggin' sign me up. I would love to see someone have wounds in their hands that keep growing and, and like constant bleeding eyes. Yeah. With no medical explanation. I, I would be interested to go back and research, see if there were any more modern cases. I think the most modern case that I read about was, I think, in the 90s. Okay, that's cool. And it was a guy. Yeah. Um, but as far as, like, 2018, 2019, yeah. I didn't read anything like that. Yeah, I, I definitely want to find out if there's more recent stuff. I mean... you that's the thing you never know um was it just a crazy skin disease was it you know was all these um visions she was experiencing delusions from loss of blood was she like you know um had no appetite because she was so sick and all she could maintain was bread and wine like and like you said before, you know, maybe she was so devout that her body actually created this situation. Totally. Um, because I, uh, there's another term they've stopped using multiple personality, but like um, a lot of cases of modern multiple personality people that have multiple um, people in their head, yeah. you know, um, they can start, they can be blind and then one of their people will, check in and they'll really? be able to see and there's cases of um people with um personalities that have diabetes and wow. or, or have like severe allergies and then when they switch back to their normal selves they can eat these things that they're allergic to and they don't have diabetes that's like, crazy. crazy people that are completely blind people that can speak all these different languages and then they switch back to their like I, the brain is it's so like you know we only use a small section of the brain it makes me one of these crazy devout religious people mm-hmm. whether they are so into what they're believing that it 
crosses over to become a delusion and their body the that chemical reaction believe. that yeah you know i don't know man mm. friggin interesting that was a great topic thank you we'll yeah, post I the photos like yeah i love yeah that and stuff. that that photo looks like something out of a horror film that is it, like it is you could quite smell that that is real blood you can just yeah they're, they're actual blood stains yeah i've seen enough of them in my job mm-hmm. yeah that's real blood yep. but um really interesting all right yeah you did well thank you yeah she comes haunt haunts me because i've been you know blasphemous yeah go ahead risol come at me bro (laughs) (laughs) all right guys well we hope that you've enjoyed this week's episode this has been episode eight and yeah write to us if you have a, a creepy story rate subscribe like um post every everything yep do Even everything just comment to us on our instagram yep. page give us whatever a, you want a friendly high five in the street tell your friends do a little twirl <laughs> pat a cat <laughs> get an ice cream make yourself happy yeah give a compliment to a stranger Aww. but don't be a creep yeah don't be a creep all right guys see you later bye, bye. So does that, does that all happen to great Latin music? <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> 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 oh, I've been <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>